Welcome to the Who Asked Me podcast, a podcast about whatever I want it to be about. I'm your host, Zell, and every week I'll be talking to you about pop culture, reality TV, all the things in your life that made you happy, and some of them that even made you go, what? So sit back, relax, and have a laugh with me. Hello, and welcome back to another episode of the Who Asked Me podcast. And today is a solo episode. You know, I wanted to start off the year with a solo episode, just me, myself, and I, the way Beyonce says, um, because I have some things I want to talk about. And I just need, I, I need the stage. Okay, I need the stage. I need to rant from hot topics to Bravo news. I'm just like, no, let me take a beat. Um, so we're going to be solo this episode and then next week we're going to get into more guests. I'm so excited for the new year, y'all, but let's get into the mess. First things first, I want to talk about, and that's because it just happened. How lucky am I right before I sit down to record the news breaks? Lisa Rinna is no longer on Real Housewives of Beverly Hills and, you know, bittersweet, bittersweet. And I know some of you are going to be like, girl, what? bittersweet. We've talked about this. What do you mean bittersweet? In the beginning, in the beginning of Lisa Vanderpump's tenure on Real Housewives of Beverly Hills, I was a fan. She was, for me, the perfect amount of messy when she first got on like those first two seasons. However, what Lisa suffered from was too much of being the problematic fave. Meaning she was the problematic fave for so long but then she just became problematic that then all of those things that she did and said during the problematic fave section of her career on Real Housewives of Beverly Hills came back to bite her in clips. So it's one of those things that like Lisa did not know how to keep her goddamn foot off the gas and she, she just, she burnt out. Okay. I'm excited. I'm excited to see where we go. And, you know, I want to say this news broke. 30, 45 minutes ago, I got done or no, I hopped on another recording and right as the person hit record, I saw it on my phone. So I didn't get to dive into it. But in that hour and some change that I was recording the other content and by the time I had gotten off and looked at my phone again, I had so many messages, but then I also started to see everybody saying, oh, just wait. I'm scared of the Real Housewives of Beverly Hills future. They're going to be begging for Rena back like they were begging for Tamara back, X, Y, Z. And I was like, oh my gosh, it's been an hour. It's been an hour and no episode has come out yet. And that's one of the things that kind of drives me crazy about this Bravo space. We as the viewers have kind of gotten out of control. Yes, we are Housewives fans. Yes, we have watched a lot of this for so long that we can almost tell like clockwork. However, at the end of the day, we are not Miss Cleo. We are not Raven. We do not know. And my motto is, why not? Let's just try. Let's just try and see how it is without them. Okay? Because if if Real Housewives of Beverly Hills doesn't work without Rena. I don't think it's going to be solely because Rena's not there. You know what I mean? I think it's going to be because the other ladies don't want to step up to the plate. Why don't we see who wants to put on the messy boots next? Because I'm going to let y'all in on a secret. I think I know who's going to be willing to put on the messy boots next and do it in a different way than Rena does it. And that's the key. 
doing it in a different way than Rena does it, than Kyle does it. Because make no mistake, Rena wasn't the only messy boots on Real Housewives of Beverly Hills. Be for fucking real right now, okay? I think it's going to be Garcelle. I think Garcelle is going to step into her Lisa Vanderpump era. And I want to see it. I want to see it. I want to see casting. I want to see these women clock in. I want to see them work because I feel like we do need to put the real back into reality television a little bit. And what I mean by that is we need to see these women not always play their part, if that makes sense. I think people are like, oh, you know, this person plays this part. This person does this. And it's almost like no one can waver. Like I said, people are mentioning Tamra when Tamra left OC. OC didn't tank because Tamra left. OC did not solely tank because Tamra left. That's not the only reason. Okay. Now, where they were at, where they went afterwards is okay, Tamara needs to come back. Because if you remember, when Heather came back, everybody was like, yes, wealth is restored to the OC. This is what we need. This is what we need. And then Heather gets back and no one's happy. Let's let the casting producers and production do their jobs. Let's dial back the production from the actual housewives and then let the producers produce. How about that? Okay, I do think a little bit of self-producing can be necessary, you know, in the moments where maybe somebody who's not been on the show that long doesn't understand, like, this is a conversation we need to have right now or anything like that. That's fine. I don't have a problem with it, but I don't want to see you clocking in. Like, just give me a break. And can we give things a chance before we say this isn't going to work? I loved Lisa Vanderpump. I didn't say it's not going to work. I'm a NeNe Leaks fanatic. And like I always say, maybe I have a different view on things because I'm an OG NeNe stan. So I know that your fave is going to break your heart sometimes. But NeNe left, then she came back. NeNe left, then she came back. It's fine. And now she's not there anymore at all. No one is saying like NeNe needs to be there. Why? Because the women of Real Housewives of Atlanta get their fucking asses up and fucking work in the words of Kim Kardashian. So as long as they have a cast in Beverly Hills that are willing to get their fucking asses up and work and prove we don't need Rena's messy, like let me say this, unnecessarily messy ass here, we will be fine. But us as Bravo viewers, please, please, let's just give it a chance before we say this isn't going to work, before we give all these fucking think pieces. Yes, we know. Okay, but sometimes we don't know everything. My God. Now that I've gotten that off my chest, another thing that I want to talk about that's been biting my ass. It's the Juan Dixon Coppin State story. And I want to be very delicate when I say this, which is another reason I haven't said much lately, because I need to remind a lot of people that this is a story that involves S.A. There is a victim here. I feel like a lot of, not, and I'm not even saying Bravo accounts, a lot of content creators, like especially on TikTok, are using this story and the fact that Juan is attached as a click, like a quick click, I should say. 
And I don't like that because they are mis, they're, they're giving misleading information. So I have been doing, I've been doing the reading. Okay. Just so I make sure I have this right. And I want to say this, I'm, I'm not saying that one is free of fault whatsoever. Let me be very clear. A lot, a lot of people failed this young man. A lot of people failed this young man and it is so, so, so disappointing. But again, the way some of these content creators are reporting it, it makes it seem like Juan was in on it or Juan was well aware of what was going on the entire time. And that's just not the case. I have read more articles than I honestly want to about this because again, it's very upsetting. The young man entered a relationship or a cyber relationship that he believed he was getting catfished. Let me just, I don't know why I'm trying to report this. Like I'm fucking Barbara Walters, rest in peace. He was getting catfished. Little did he know he was getting catfished by his assistant coach, who was a former player for Coppin State. That autumn, and people are wondering how he got this job. Being a former player for a university automatically puts you at the top. Okay. It automatically puts you at the top of the list to get the job. So, he was getting catfished by his assistant coach. He did not want to come forward and say that this is what's happening. Rightfully so, because it's not easy to say that at all. I do not fault him at all. What he told his parents when he said that he didn't want to come back to the team was that he couldn't deal with the the rampant drug use, the open free drug use on the team. That's when his parents said, we want to go talk to your coach. That's when Juan gets involved. Juan admits to knowing that the assistant coach who that he is at this point claiming is using drugs openly and rampantly. And this is what this um, young man is not okay with. He says, you know, I uh, allegedly says he is aware that this assistant coach um, has had history of, uh, I think they said Juan called him mentally unstable. And, you know, and emotionally unstable is what I've read in a couple different articles. However, what I want to say to that is everyone saying like, oh, why didn't Juan fire him? But I, Juan probably can't fire him just like that. You can't, we are walking a fine line here, a fine line here in saying, well, Juan admitted that he's mentally unstable. Why didn't he just fire him? That is an HR disaster. This is an HR disaster in the first fucking place. That is another one to say you're mentally unstable. You're fired. One, two, I don't even think coaches in the NBA can technically fire assistant coaches. That's not how this works. There's a pecking order that needs to happen. Now, what I will say is I do feel, I do personally feel that that one did not do his due diligence to protect this young man in that way. Okay. Now articles that almost every article I read also states that Juan claims to have reported the drug use that was reported to him to the people that he needed to report it to. Right. So then after the catfish is exposed and everything, the unfortunate videos came out of this, the sexual videos came out of this young man, then Juan encouraged him to come to practice. And that's what I think is really fucked up. That is extremely fucked up. However, we need to be very careful. And I think the issue that's bothering me the most is that this 
yeah, this the guy that did this um, committed this crime against this young man. He's still on the loose. He's not being found, and I hate that he committed this disgusting act against this young man, and you know tried to ruin his life, and ha- you know has altered his life and his college experiences. You know almost everything, and people are using Juan Dixon saying for clicks and almost fully forgetting. It seems like like saying, oh yeah, but the assistant coach did it. And like at the end, they're focusing on the one of it all. And honestly, truly, I hate this because I don't think that this, this is a story that's tragic and it should be getting attention because the the university, so many, again, I cannot state how badly so many people failed this young man. However, using your hatred for Robin, and I don't care for Robin, obviously she's not my favorite. And, you know, then therefore your dislike for Juan and the whole family to get clicks on the videos to talk about something this fucking serious and this heartbreaking and then just throwing in there like, oh, yeah, the assistant coach is the one that did it. I find that an issue. I find that to be problematic when really if you're going to make a video about it, it really should. Because, again, you're using Juan to click Juan and Robin to for people to click on it. And then you're reporting these details while entering the name and you're not lying per se. And I don't know why I'm saying you're, these people aren't lying per se, but they're elevating Juan's involvement, like pushing that to the forefront, I should say. And then saying, oh yeah, but the assistant coach was one that was doing it. We need to be focusing on him. People need to see his fucking face so we can get him behind fucking bars and we can get some peace in some resolution for this young man that was the victim. That is what I have a huge, huge problem with when I see people using the clicks. I also saw somebody say that it's reported that Juan and Robin won't be returning. No one has said that. That is not, that's not been a rumor. You can't, that, that is the one lie that I did see that I was like, see this, this is for clickbait. And I just, I can't even get into all of it, but please, I am begging y'all to do like click on the articles, read them and do your research before just like sharing a video, especially almost for almost everything, but especially to something to this nature, because it's not fair to, I I don't think it's fair to this young, because like I said, a lot of people failed him. I don't think it's fair to this young man to be pushing Juan's name to the forefront when the man who physically harmed him is like still on the loose and it, it almost seems like no one's actually looking for him. You know what I mean? Because, oh, Juan's, Juan's involved in this story somehow, some way. And, you know, if again, as far as Juan not firing this guy, again, I cannot stress how fine of a line you walk by saying, oh, well, I feel like you're emotionally unstable. And I'm using air quotes there. So you're fired he could have drug tested him. He could have, I don't know why. Again, it is reported almost every article that I read about this said that Juan claims that he reported the drug use to everybody. And then, but again, after it came out, he still encouraged the kid to come to practice, which I don't like what the fuck Juan use your fucking noggin there. I'm not coming to fucking practice after this whole thing. This just happened to me and just got made public. But Yes, please do. Please just do your research. Don't use somebody, a a celebrity or Bravo celebrity to push your story when it's, again, something as serious as that. Now, 
another hot topic I need to talk about. And it's very, very interesting to me because I'm just finding out about it. This week, it was said that Chili and Matthew Lawrence are dating. Now, Matthew Lawrence is a like 90s teen heartthrob. He was never my personal heartthrob. However, you know, I know that he was a prominent one. He was on Boy Meets World. Um, <clears throat> excuse me. Boy Meets World, a couple other things. He was married to Cheryl Burke, the lady from Dancing with the Stars. Great dancer, amazing dancer. Cheryl Burke's TikToks would pop up on my For You page sometimes. And honestly, I would just like scroll right past them because Cheryl does this thing where she's like, when you go through his phone and see X, Y, Z, when, wow, when your ex is still blah, blah. And let me tell you something about me. I am a person that I don't like to do the subliminals of it all. Okay. I don't like to do the, y'all would never believe this story if I told you, but I can't tell you any names, but then I can also, but I can give you the, no, 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 no. In the words of Bob and Monet, that's Bob the Drag Queen and Monet Exchange, for those of you who don't know, say their names. You need to give me all of the tea or none of the tea. Okay. I'm not about to play cat and mouse with you and beg for the tea. I'm just going to move on because there's always more tea to be brewed and sipped bags. So she does these TikToks and I, for the longest time, I didn't know who she was married to. I said, damn, he sounds like an asshole, but like a girl, if you're not writing the tell all, then I don't fucking care. So then it breaks this month, this month, this week that him and Chili are together. And yes, that's Chili from TLC the group TLC and Cheryl releases like these TikToks that are unhinged. And it's like, when you, when he swore he was done talking to her, but then you find a bracelet in his shoe and did it. And I was like, Cheryl, Cheryl, first of all, y'all are divorced. Like, you know, there is like, I don't mean to sound insensitive because like, I'm always writing for my girlies. I'm always writing for my girlies, but like, there is a meme and a saying of, oh, they always end up with the one they tell you to not worry about for a reason, for a reason. It happens often. And like, I'm not saying you shouldn't be hurt because you're divorced. I'm just saying like, you, you the news broke, they confirmed their relationship and you're getting on TikTok telling us about a bracelet and a shoe. Okay. Okay, Cheryl. I, I just feel, I feel badly because I'm like, Cheryl, you don't have to do this, babes. You don't have to do this. You don't have to air the business out on TikTok. Let me tell you something that annoys the shit out of me. Like I said, and first of all, the subliminal messages. However, when people kind of like make a brand off of telling their business and then once they're like kind of through it, like instead of working through it with the therapist, they worked it through TikTok and social media and airing their dirty laundry out. Once they're through it and they're kind of in a new relationship and moving on with life and people are still asking them all these questions about their life, then they're like, oh no, I don't want to, I don't want to talk about that. I don't want to talk about that. Well, you just built a brand off of spilling fucking tea. And now you're trying to sell me some brawny toilet paper, paper towels to clean it up. No. We came here for the tea on your ex or on whatever the fuck you were selling tea on. Keep spilling it, babes. 
don't start off as a gossip site and then try and sell me a roast beef recipe. I don't like that. Maintain the energy. It's just like, it's, it's, ugh. it's unhinged. It's unhinged. I also don't know why these TikToks keep, TikToks, TikToks keep popping up on my For You page because I don't like them. I'm very meticulous on TikTok about what I like and what I don't like because I don't want my For You page and my algorithm being tainted by bullshit because don't make no mistake. There are some times when I will find something minimally funny, minimally funny, and I'll like it. And then I start getting other shit from that creator or along those same lines. And then it's just a dark, nasty circle that it can lead you into the wrong side of TikTok that you don't want to be on. Okay. So one example is I will never like too many dancing videos. I will never like too many like trendy TikTok dancing videos because I don't want my For You page saturated with them. You know, (sighs) that's going to be it for the hot topics today. Let's get into the shows. So we're going to start with Potomac because it's what everybody's talking about this week. Listen, the episode was definitely entertaining. Make no mistakes. However, I often during this episode was like, what the fuck are we doing? If you saw that TikTok I made, I mean, you can see at the dinner that Ashley has with her mommy group friends that Deborah is the one that took the bait. She said, okay, I'll entertain Giselle with this. And you can even see at one point that Giselle is like, I'm, I cannot believe Ashley brought me here for this because Giselle even said in the beginning, she said, I'm meeting Ashley's group of friends. And do I think that I actually have a place in this friend group? Probably not. It's like, yeah, why don't you just say, Ashley said, my friend has something to say. So I came. I would much rather prefer that. And again, even Giselle's face after Deborah said what she had to say, which was she keeps stressing this elbow. She tells her that Chris put put his elbow in one of these, one of these, and he just kept inching closer to me. And honestly, truly, let's say that everything that Deborah said was correct. Let's say that we take her for her word of, he said, oh, you know, all of us Chris's, we tend to act alike. You said your husband's name is Chris. He said, oh, you know us Chris's, we all tend to act alike. That's not fucking flirting. Like, let, first of all, that's not how the conversation went, right? But secondly, let's play a fucking game and say that everything you said is true. That's not flirting. If somebody told me that about my husband, I would be like, that's really awkward of him. And he probably didn't know what to say to you because he doesn't know you. Like, what are we doing here? And then Giselle rebuttals it with, and you've never met this man? No. That sounds like a fucking conversation that somebody you've never met before, but just randomly started talking to would have with you. A very awkward one. And they keep saying, oh, she's not the only person who said it. She's not the only person who said it. Giselle makes a comment about Candace needing to know this because Candace listens to nothing. Giselle, this is one of those times when the fact that you got cheated on is like shining so through for your body because I understand being cheated on is traumatic, 
it can be real. It not, it can be, it is really heartbreaking. And I know at some, cause I have been cheated on before, not by my husband now, but before like, it can be like, I didn't listen. I didn't listen when people were trying to tell me and look where I am now. However, just because somebody doesn't want to listen to what you have to say, doesn't mean that their husband is doing the dirt that your ex-husband was doing. I mean, give me a fucking break. I think that Candace and Wendy handled it perfectly because I'm going to be honest with you. I'm going to be very honest with you. By the time we got to the comedy show, I probably would have given them the scene that they were asking for. Because I would have honestly had to read her for fucking filth. I would have. Because what are you doing? It was so fucking cringy and embarrassing for not only Deborah, but for Ashley. Ashley, you know better than this. You know better than, than to pull this messy ass shit. That shit was so messy, Mia couldn't even fucking co-sign on it. Mia hates Wendy. They greatly dislike each other. And Mia sat there and said, yeah, Deborah, oh, she's, she's, you know, mm. Wendy, Candace are eight and a half, Deborah four. She, when what she's saying there, she's like, I'm not buying it. Okay. I'm just not fucking buying it because no one is. And I'm gonna circle back to Mia. Don't you worry. All right. Wendy laughs it off because, oh, happy, happy Eddie. And again, that's something that I have to point out is like, girl, Really? Because she, when she's telling the story to Giselle, she says, well, that's when the other one comes over, Ed, uh, happy, happy Eddie. And Giselle says, who's happy Eddie? Wendy's husband? No, 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 girl. You said, I think his name is Eddie. You go from, I think his name is Eddie. It's Wendy's husband. Either you know Wendy's husband or not, which I think you do because I think you watch this fucking show. I think you watch this fucking show along with the rest of us. And you wanted to be on this show, unlike most of us. Because since the beginning of the season, Miss Mama has had Real Housewives of Potomac in her bio. She posted like three weeks ago and it said the truth. Well, there's two sides of the truth. It'll, it will reveal itself, something of that nature. And again, this is what I want to bring up to that point. Let's say there is some other floating evidence around here. Some a text message, a, a something. Let's say that there is some floating, other floating evidence around here. That's not what the bullshit she sold us on this past Sunday's episode. You already fucking lied. If there's some other floating evidence around there that is more incriminating than this bullshit that you just told us, why the fuck didn't you start with that, babe? Is there a reason you didn't start with that? Why start with a fabrication, a story, a lie, a fallacy? And then try and give me the truth. I'm not going to believe you. I'm just not going to do it. You made yourself look like a clown. And the fact that you've been posting all of this shit about like, just wait and see. She posted recently and was like, I will be vindicated. Just you wait. No, no, no. I don't want to ever see you again. I don't ever want to see you again because you got on the screen. You played in our faces. You did Ashley's dirty work for her. And again, it is so fucking embarrassing for Ashley to be sitting at that table and say, Cand Candace, do you want to be my friend? Do you, do you want to be my friend? Candace, why, why are you disregarding my friend? Ashley, you know I am disregarding your friend. You want me to say it? You want me to say it? I'm disregarding your friend because you're trying to ruin my marriage. 
Ashley's another one. Just because Michael is a creep and we all know, I don't want to say think, no, he's a creep. That doesn't mean you get to paint somebody else's husband as a creep. She literally said to Candace, I don't want you to end up like me. No, 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 Ashley. Don't go there. Because And what pisses me off about this is I've said it before. Ashley had kids with that man after, after allegations came out. After there was talk of him, after he cheated on her also. So do not sit there and say, I don't want you to turn out like me. You've got to be fucking kidding me. You knew all of that. You still had kids with that man. Absolutely the fuck not. And again, just because someone is claimed to be hitting on somebody, that doesn't mean that they are. Michael was claimed, seen, and proven to be hitting on, getting down with, and all of this other shit with other people. It is just so fucking miserable. So it's, it reeks of miserable and I hate it. And for, again, her, Ashley's sitting there saying, is this how you treated Jacqueline? You want to disregard my friend? No, 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 Ashley. Don't fucking start there because in Miami, when Jacqueline was speaking and Candace told her, I don't need to hear from me as representative. I seem to remember you not having a fucking problem with that. You didn't have a problem with that because you were also opposing Mia at the time. So don't fucking start. You're playing a messy game and not the good time, not the good kind. All your chips are showing. So you need to sweep it up. And you know, the thing about Ashley, that's going to irritate the ever loving shit out of me is I know when the reunion comes around and Andy says, Ashley, you know, we had a lot of tweets about your friend, Deborah. Ashley's going to sit there and say, and you know, Andy, I think that's really upsetting. I think that's really upsetting because beauty comes in all shapes and sizes. And maybe just because she's not the typical, your typical beauty standard, people are attacking her looks. Ashley, shut the fuck up. In the words of Karen, Robin, Ashley, shut the fuck up. Because y'all played too much. You didn't need to do any of that. Any of it. Now that I've gotten that off my chest, let's backtrack and talk about me and Jacqueline and G. So these three cannot even remember their false storyline either because they don't even remember how they should be sitting on the couch. And the main thing I want to point out is this whole Porsche situation, right? So I guess that G gave Jacqueline the down payment for her Porsche. And Jacqueline says, you know, was I trying to get up off my feet and you gave me the down, I qualified for the Porsche, but you gave me the down payment for it. Yes. I was getting out of a messy divorce. Okay. You, you losing me here, babes, because, because getting out of a messy divorce, I understand needing, you know, a little extra cushion. I'm happy that somebody was there for you for that. Did you need a Porsche? I feel like a Honda, a, a Nissan might do a nice, you know, GMC SUV mommy, mommy tote. I think, I think that would do. Getting a Porsche as in, I need help getting off my feet after my divorce. No, a Porsche is a luxury vehicle. You got a Porsche because you wanted the Porsche, not because you needed help getting off your feet. If you have money, if you have money to make the monthly 
Porsche payment, which you're claiming you have. Gordon just gave you the down payment, not the full payment to pay it in full. If you have money to make a Porsche payment on a car, and not only that, I want to point this out to you guys. If you have money to pay for the maintenance on a Porsche, because I know a lot of people who have bought like luxury vehicles, like just to be able to say they have them, just to be able to say, oh, I have a Beamer. Oh, I have a Benz. But then when it comes to like taking care of them, they try and take them to, you know, the local Firestone and just get the regular oil. You can't do that. Those are luxury vehicles. Them just like they cost a lot. The maintenance on them costs a lot. So if you have the money to pay for a Porsche monthly, monthly, and then pay for the maintenance on a Porsche, you don't, you're not having issues getting off your feet. And if you are having issues getting off your feet and that's the car you decide to pay for, I'm, I'm not trying to count, be up in anybody's wallet, but I got a few questions because why, why are your priorities lying with you getting a Porsche, but you need help, money help? You know what I'm saying? Am I wrong? I don't think I'm wrong, but if I'm wrong, y'all can tell me respectfully. Okay. I'm just like, what the hell? Okay. Apparently these two are going to get into it next week about their kids and where the kids are. They hate each other. That was obvious in Miami. It's obvious now. Apparently, according to Jacqueline's sister, when Mia first asked Jacqueline to do Real Housewives of Potomac, she said no because she didn't want to be on the show. And Jacqueline begged her and was like, I need somebody. I need somebody. I need somebody. As in like she needed somebody on her side, because if you remember last season, Mia was not received well. And I know people think like Mia is the perfect, like delusional kind of, I don't agree. Um, I still think she's very harmful Her her thought processes anyway, because I mean, it's, you're already starting to see it. People are, this was one week. Mia said one thing that we agree with was, yeah, Wendy and Wendy and Candace, they're, they're eight and a half. And, and Deborah, she's, she's like a four. She said one thing and people are like, I think, am I becoming, am I becoming a Jacqueline or a wind or why do I always do this? Am I becoming a Mia fan? No, she said one thing. A broken clock is right twice a fucking day. Listen, I don't like a lot of people on the television screen, but sometimes they, the points be pointing. Okay. You made a point, but that doesn't mean all of a sudden you're like, bing, that's another thing I need to leave. Like, I want us to leave behind. Like I, like I say, your faves are not always right. It's okay to not like somebody and be like, well, they do got a point there. And then leave it at that. And it doesn't need to be, am I becoming a stan? Am I becoming a, a part of the club? No, you're not. You just have sense. You just have fucking sense. Okay. And if that is, let me say this, if that is all it takes for you to become a stan, for you to become a girly, you are wavered easily. Wow. How many friendships have your friendship breakups have you been through? I don't fucking know. But not too much on Robin and Giselle this episode. I found it funny that not even Robin could co-sign that fucking bullshit though. Now, we did see the LaDame live show. Listen. I think when it comes to live shows, what I think is that Karen did it better because she did a smaller space. Karen didn't oversell herself to be in that theater that Giselle and Robin were in. One might argue that they might have the same amount of people, though. We could say that for sure. I think they had the same amount of people, but Karen's looked more crowded because 
it was in a smaller space, an appropriate space, if you will. And I know that Giselle and Robin have gone into smaller spaces. I don't know if maybe that big auditorium was possibly because they were filming and they needed a little bit more space to be able to spread out. I don't fucking know. I don't know. I don't care about the battle of the live shows. But what I will say is when it comes to the Mia and Karen thing, Mia sat at a lunch and she's like, okay, now I know not to tell Karen anything. No, 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 no. You said that with a mic pack on. Okay. In a camera in front of you, they were going to see it anyways. And you, none of that is new information. None of that is new information. She has told this to a couple people, but for her to sit here and say, I'm just like, Robin and Giselle, are y'all that, are y'all so bored that you're that easily, easily entertained for her to say, well, I know she wouldn't like me telling you why she don't, why she really don't fuck with Sharice. And them going, ooh, I want to know, I want to know. You guys know because you were there. You know you were there firsthand. And guess who wasn't there firsthand? Mia wasn't there firsthand. Giselle claiming, we all used to be friends, so I really do, I really want to know what the actual problem is. Y'all know what the problem is. Both Sharice and Karen went at each other. And I love my grand dame, and I'm really, I am tired of seeing Sharice because she's not doing anything, you know? But Karen did start that. Her and Giselle back in the day were talking about the firefighter that Sharice was with the rumored firefighter. That was her boyfriend. Giselle, I think the quote was, Sharice just wants to have her firefighter boyfriend and then her husband can have her his apartment and his girlfriend up in here and da-da-da. In the middle of them getting divorced. And Karen latched onto that and they both were talking about it. Then the clip that they keep showing this season from Potomac of Sharice saying, I could say you have a boyfriend who's blue eyes. That that's being used out of context by the producers because right before that, right before that, um, see y'all got me clapping right before that is where Karen said, talked about Sharice having a boyfriend. It's tit for tat. That's why they don't fuck with each other. Now, what Giselle and Robin could say is this is such water under the bridge. I can't believe that they're still arguing or that Karen's still carrying a bone over that, but let's move on, you know, but no, that's not what we're fucking saying. I'm like, you gotta be kidding me. And then for Mia to stand up during Karen's live show and say, if I tell you something and you go and tell these two, would you still be? No, no, no. You've been telling everybody. You flap the fucking lips to everybody that'll listen, Mia. Please stop playing with me. Please. Please stop playing with me. I'm tired. I'm exhausted. Next week, we're going to Mexico. We're going to see the Sharice and Karen fight. We're going to see the breakdown of Mia and Jacqueline. Um, and I think it's going to be good. I think, I think it's going to be good. Okay. They always deliver. Oh, let's talk about Salt Lake City. Okay. So first things first, there have been rumors this week that apparently Salt Lake City is cutting their season short. I don't know if this is true or not. And honestly, I don't fucking care if it is true thank you thank you because I feel like I can't ask the question where do we go from here anymore we've all asked it too much right apparently there was 
the episode that came out um yesterday and then the one next week and then we're done we're on to the reunion that jen is not going to be at so what the fuck are we going to talk about i don't want to talk about that eye anymore that's for damn sure i don't want to talk about it heather's not going to tell us okay and then she out here got me goddamn agreeing with whitney rose in being when she when she references the book in relation to the eye and says like oh no maybe you'll have to read my book maybe you'll have to pick up my book you would have to rewrite it and whitney said that on watch what happens live girl don't make me agree with the lady okay but like i said a broken clock is right twice a day so here's my thing i stand by fully that i think that when it comes to whitney and heather because they sat down and had a friendship talk quote-unquote friendship talk I think that one of them went off script. I don't fucking know who. I don't know if it's Whitney. I don't know if it's Heather. I can't decide. I don't care. I don't fucking care. But one of them bitches went off script from what they originally planned to do at the beginning of this season. And now the other one is mad. I think the other one being Heather. Okay. When it comes to Heather, I really think that she has some deep, like, I don't want to say insecurities, but like kind of when it comes to like friendships and acceptance. And I get what Whitney is saying. She's pretty much saying, how can you forgive Jen Shaw over and over again, but you're not willing to like be back to being bad weather with me. And I've had people say this to me before about certain friends. One thing about it is people need to worry about themselves. Okay. I hate when people compare their relationships with me to my relationships with other people. I do treat everybody the same, but however, I also am an adult enough to realize that my relationship with certain friends is different, if that makes sense. Now, if you ask me who I would rather forgive, yeah, it's going to be Whitney. All right. But also maybe Jen Shaw took up all the forgiveness that Whitney had. I don't fucking know. I don't know. I don't care. I do not care. I know that both of them wanted to be friends with Lisa Barlow so damn bad and Whitney finally did it. And now Heather's probably a little mad. Right. But I also think that Whitney did it in a sneaky ass way, because if you, no matter which way you cut the pie, Whitney was talking about sucking D for the jazz tickets, just along with everybody else. And then had a come to Jesus moment and wanted to repent and loop it all into her trauma. Y'all don't come for me for that shit. I, I, I just can't take it anymore. I really can't. Okay. Now, tomorrow, Jen Shaw is getting sentenced. And I just don't know. And when I say tomorrow, I'm recording this on Thursday. Tomorrow is January 6th, right? I just don't know what it's going to be. I'm at the edge of my seat, but I can't. If y'all don't see me posting too much about it, it's because y'all are going to see it other places. And here's the thing. I really try not to post the stuff that every single person is posting. So I may post like one with that, whatever, with whatever it is, Jen Shaw sentenced to six years. I said six years because I think that's what she's going to get. I think she's going to get six years. I don't know why something in my stomach is telling me six. I'm getting the number six. Now I'm not clairvoyant. I'm not psychic. I'm not anything, but something is telling me six, you know, we'll see. I'm seeing a six or an eight. But it did come out this week that she has a, she had a restraining order from this lady whose husband she was sleeping with. So the, she was sleeping with the guy, the husband, the, the wife of the guy she was sleeping with got a restraining order said that Jen showed up and was like, 
come out here did i said ah! i also want to know like i need to know what sharif like has to say about all this i mean obviously we saw the text messages he he was aware like the the text between her i think it was her and Stu, were leaked he was aware she well it she says if you need xyz like sharif will help with that or something of that matter it's insinuated that he knew i don't know I do not know. A lot of people are saying Mary is coming back next season. And again, that loops back into people in the housewife universe. Like we need so-and-so back. We need so-and-so back. I don't think that house Salt Lake City needs to be a housewives franchise. That's what I think. Guys, we've had three seasons. This is not like Atlanta with Nini coming back. OC with Tamara and Heather coming back. Like those had foundations under them. You know what I mean? Those those franchises had foundations under them. Salt Lake City barely has stilts. They don't have four full stilts for the house to stand on if there's a hurricane coming. Three seasons. Like, it's the perfect time to jump fucking ship. I'm not saying that it's going to happen, but it's a good time for it to happen if it if it's going to happen. Okay? Oh, I snooze be over. I did this for y'all. I I watched this whole fucking season for y'all. And I hope you appreciate me for it, okay? Next, let's talk about Family Karma because I don't have much to say. I am not Team Rushma. I am not Team Rushma. I'm going to tell y'all. I think she's rude and I understand. I think that everybody is more so Team Rushma because they are like on, they like Amrit's mom. I just, you know what worry, not, not worries me about this, but you know what I don't like about it all is Vishal jumping on Twitter. And let me just, let me just say this. I get it because like, you cannot say that my mama had a hair out of place. You really fucking can't. But Vishal jumping on this and like, just making it like him and Amrit got on there and we're like team auntie, whatever, whatever Vishal or whatever team auntie Rashma. And I was like, no, 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 no. Y'all are trying to make this into, they're trying to give family karma like a, a real housewives turn. And I, I don't like that. I don't like that at all. It just, when I saw, I'm not gonna lie to y'all, I kind of got the ick when I saw Vishal and Ombre on Twitter saying all that. I was like, oh, what the fuck are y'all doing? Y'all talking about your mama's beefing? And the thing that I find fucking weird is like, Lopa was a part of the conversation too. And she was like, we all know how she feels about Vishal's mom and that she feels slighted by her. None of this is new news, I should say. You know what I mean? None of it's new news. And Lopa has been open about feeling slighted by Reshma. Lopa is Vishal's mother-in-law. Okay. And she ain't team auntie Reshma. So like Vishal, maybe you should have sat that one out. Maybe you should have said nothing because that's literally your wife's mom. Your mother-in-law is not on the, like, you know what I mean? Am I making sense? I don't know. I just was like, okay, not too much, not too much there. 
Um, I, I actually, I know that Monica and Rishi are broken up now. Thank goodness. Because I couldn't take too much more of this. I could not take too much more of this. If he would have gotten me a bag after promising me a ring, let me tell you my logic. Okay. With that, I would have been very fucking annoyed because with the money you spent on this bag, you could have been putting that towards a ring. So don't play with me. Get the fuck out of my face. The only bag you need to be getting me is a ring bag. Actually, I don't even put my fucking wedding rings in a bag. I put them in a box. Y'all know what I mean. Ugh. I can't stand him. He, I can't stand him so much. He makes me kind of like Monica, you know? Ugh. Okay, we're going to loop back around to some hot topics that I forgot at the top of the episode. And that topic is Prince Harry. Not Harry and Meghan. Prince Harry. And <laughs> listen, I was seeing these little headlines all day and I was like, what are we talking about now? Uh, I was like, what is going on now? The one that I saw, the first one that I saw that I was like, Harold, Harold, let's dial it back, was Prince Harry claims, and this is what the headline said, Prince Harry claims William and Kate encouraged him to wear the Nazi um, uniform. And if you don't know, a couple years back, Prince Harry came under fire because he, on Halloween, he dressed up in a Nazi uniform. Obviously not funny. Not funny in the fucking slightest. Now, this is what I'm going to say about that. Because I'll never forget when he did that. And I was like, oh, this isn't funny. That this isn't funny. Like if somebody dressed up in like a KKK gown or whatever the cape, whatever the fuck they call them. I would not find that fucking funny. Right? Do I think that... William and Kate didn't see a problem with it. Yeah, I I know that they didn't because William is literally standing right next to him in the pictures, like from back in the day. He's in the picture. He's not wearing a Nazi uniform, but he is in the pictures with him. He was. They were out together. So yeah, obviously William wasn't like, bro, you got to take that off. You know what I mean? And like, if you watch The Crown and you know anything about anything, you know their dad was like, had ties to that. So yeah. I don't think that anybody checked him about it. Obviously, that's why he went outside in it. Now, what I will say is you should have sense enough in your fucking noggin to not wear that. It's not funny. Do I, I, I don't think anybody is surprised that William and Kate didn't tell him not to wear it. I don't think anybody's surprised that, I, I mean, not anybody that I know is surprised that they might have laughed at it, unfortunately, unfortunately. Okay. I'm just like, Harry, what is going on, brother? What, what are we doing? What are we doing? So then the next headline I saw was Kate reluctantly shared her lip gloss with Megan. And I was like, what? And let me tell you what this one gave me. This one gave me when you can't stand a bitch and then your husband, you like, you're talking to your husband, you like, and you know, I don't like her and da da da. And you, you know, we're supposed to be getting along. And then I asked her for lip gloss and she wouldn't give it me, give it to me. Can you fucking believe? And your husband's like, no, babe, I can't believe F that. That's what it gave me. It gave me like the husband that was like, you didn't share your lip gloss with my wife. And she told me that about that. And we don't fuck with you. <laughs> because I was like, what the fuck? I don't share my, well, I share lip gloss with some of my friends, but I mean, like, whatever. Would I share lip gloss with one of my sisters-in-law? No, I wouldn't. 
I surely wouldn't. And if anybody that knows him hears this and reports it, I'm sure I'm going to get another fucking long text about it, but whatever. I was just like, what are we talking about? What are we talking about? Then the next one, the next headline that I saw was, and this had to be the funniest, funniest fucking one. He said that William's looks are alarming and that his resemblance to Diana is fading away. And he talks about his hair loss. One of my favorites, Teffy from TikTok, said, I'd rather be called a lot of fucking things before called alarming. My looks being called alarming. And I said, you know what? It really takes your fucking sibling to read you. It takes your sibling to read you because a stranger might call you alarming and you're like, whatever. But you know, when your sibling does it, they, that, that was a kill shot. That was, they hit you. They wanted to hit you where it hurts. He brought up that hair thing because I, he knows, he knows that that hurts William. I said, it seems like Will, or oops, Will, Harry, seems like Harry put his petty cap on and wrote this book. I said, oh Lord, oh Lord. I Listen, I've done, I've clocked my hours for defending Harry and Meghan for the year. I'm out of this one. I don't, I don't, I don't fucking care. Like I said, I really, I realized not too long ago that I didn't even know what Meghan Markle's voice sounded like. I just saw all the fucking headlines about her. Do I think that maybe it's time to sit down somewhere? Yes. However, it does not change my stance on how I think that they were treated unfairly. Okay. I'm gonna let him go on this book tour. I'm gonna see what bombs he drops on Good Morning America on Monday. And we'll go from there. But I'm like, Will's babes, I think it's time to wrap it up. I just called him Will again. It's Harry. Uh, speaking of wrap it up, it's my time to wrap it up. Like I said, next week I will be joined with guests and we'll get all the way. I mean, we got into the mess today, but it'll be somebody else with me and not me just talking to all of y'all. As y'all already know, you can find me on Instagram at who asked me podcast. If you want to follow my personal page, you can it's at, it's at Zell's life, S E L E S L I F E. But honestly, I'm on the podcast page way more now. And I am on TikTok. It is who asked Zell S E L L E. Before I get out of here, I do need to ask y'all a favor. And you know, I have not been asking for this lately. I really haven't, but I have to have to have to start getting these back up. And that that's my ratings and reviews. You know, it is the easiest way to help me out. I, like I always say, I see the numbers. I see y'all are listening. I just need all of y'all that are listening that have not rated and reviewed me to do so. So if you're on Apple podcast, you hit that five star, you write a little something nice, get it out of the way. You can write like I-L-Y and then the little heart, the less than and the three. Oh, I still love that. You write Lilas, love you like a sister. You know what I mean? No, that's Chelsea and Donnie's thing. But still, you I don't care what you write as long as it's something cute. And then if you're on Spotify, just do the five stars. It's super simple. But it is the easiest way to get me out there and get my ratings and reviews up. So I would appreciate that so much. And I will talk to y'all next week and over on Instagram. <laughs>